Thank you for listening to the Voices of UMass Chan, featuring the people, ideas, and advances of UMass Chan Medical School. Welcome to the Voices of UMass Chan. We are very happy to be kicking off our fifth season and equally happy to once again kick it off with the Chancellor of UMass Chan for a conversation, Chancellor Michael Collins. Thank you for joining us. Always nice to be able to do this with you. Welcome. So every year we talk about how wonderful a time it is to be on our campus at this moment when the new academic year is getting underway, future doctors, scientists, nurses are settling in. What do you say it to them maybe that's a little bit different this year given the moment in time as they set out on their careers? Well, you know, it's, it's uh, always wonderful to see the new classes assembled in the auditorium. I, you know, this year, uh, I, I think that given all we've been through in medicine the last couple of years, pandemic and being home a lot, the new students having, you know, sort of finished their college careers in their parents' attics or cellars, you know, there's an intense interest in science and nursing and medicine. And I, I, what, what, I, what I say to them is that, you know, how fortunate we are that they've chosen us to let us be the stewards of their education, and how wonderful it is for them because they need to recognize they're in some of the most competitive classes ever admitted to any institution. Right. Uh, you know, we have so many people that want to come here to, to do their learning. And, uh, and I also say that you know, it's, a, it's an amazing moment in their lives. You know, lives will now change forever because they're essentially committing. This is day one of a commitment to lifelong learning. It's day one of a recognition that they're given an enormous privilege to learn in, in medicine and nursing particularly because, for instance, they have the chance to take an anatomy course where they can dissect another person's body. It's an enormous privilege. You know, I, I encourage them to recognize that it's, you know, it's a privilege for those of us who have the opportunity to care for our patients and not a privilege for our patients to be cared for by us and sort of have to you know, get, grab their arms around that at the moment. It's also an important moment in their families, too, right? Because by the time, you know, a few months from now, they're all going to be home with their stethoscopes, listening to their parents and their brothers and their sisters and their aunts and their uncles, or hoping when they look in their ophthalmoscope or their rotoscope, they have the light going the right way. So it's a, just an extremely exciting And now their families will come to them right. with all the questions exactly. about, what's this on my wrist or something exactly. like that? So briefly, I want to talk about um, a recent announcement, the Medical School and Leahy Hospital and Medical Center, which is now part of Beth Israel Leahy Health, announced that they'll pursue a regional campus in Burlington. What would that offer students? Well, I think it offers a, a number of things. So first, uh, you know, we have wonderful experience with branch campus. We did one in Springfield with Bay State Health. We, we, that was established in 15, and the students went there in 2017. And in that program, the focus was on urban and rural community health populations. And by doing that, we were able to increase class size. Now we're going to be, you know, having some conversations with Leahy about the same thing. Will, again, allow us to increase class size, educate more doctors from Massachusetts. And this program is going to have a, a focus on leadership in the health sciences. Uh, you know, we, we get a lot of feedback from our, our learners that the ability to know more about the organization of the health systems, uh, you know, how, do, how does insurances work, what are the intricacies of Medicare and Medicaid, and, and sort of what are some of the leadership opportunities in the health sciences. And so with our colleagues, at, future colleagues at Leahy, 
the idea will be to create an institute around these notions of, of leadership in the health sciences. Um, and uh, the other thing it does is it, it provides the students with an opportunity to, you know, create sort of their own learning community to know the, come to know the faculty of, uh, of Leahy in a, in a, you know, in a very close and effective manner. Uh, the students come to Worcester for their first two years of, of, of learning, but then everything clinical, whether it's learning how to do a physical or their third and fourth year rotations will all be done up there. Uh, the, the beauty for us is that obviously Leahy is a, you know, a very accomplished organization, has a marvelous history, and uh, it's also a, uh, a very experienced institution when it comes to medical and nursing education. Uh, the physicians and nurses there who will become our faculty members are, you know, they're very experienced in teaching. And so our students are, are moving into an environment, you know, w which is most accomplished. They have a terrific history of, of education going way back into the early 1900s. And, uh, and, and I'm very excited that, uh, that uh, B.I. Leahy and the Leahy Health uh, folks have decided to, uh, to come with us. That's great. And so uh, that's now a non-binding letter of intent that launches these conversations and uh, we'll look forward to an announcement in the coming months about that second regional campus. So I want to go back a year ago, September 7th, 2021. It was quite a day. A history-making philanthropic donation was publicly announced, $175 million from the Morningside Foundation, led by Dr. Gerald Chan and his family. We are now UMass Chan Medical School but the gift really transformed more than our name. So what impact have you observed over the last year? Boy, you're right, it's, uh, it's been an amazing year. So a number of things have happened, right? We've gotten to know the Chan family quite well. And uh, why do I start with that? Well, that's a, I hate to use it, to relegate to this, but that's a brand that is really pretty special. And uh, one of the impacts of uh, the gift, the naming opportunity is that Folks around the globe have asked us, you know, what, why, why this gift to UMass? Why Morningside Foundation and Chan family using their name? What, what is that about? And, um, and it's also spurred a tremendous amount of additional philanthropic activity. Um, we've had some really big gifts, and we have a lot of conversations going on all over the globe. That's been very special. It allows us to increase class size, right, because we have additional resources. It allows us to recruit and retain faculty that otherwise wouldn't have come here. Now, I'll tell you a little story. A few weeks ago, we invited Dr. Chan out to meet with some of our new faculty who have just accepted positions here. These were the phrases they were using. UMass Chan makes me dream again. Dream again? Dream again. Wow. One of the faculty members who was very established at another medical school said that when he got to come here and meet the folks here, learned of the gift, said that UMass Chan is letting him dream again. What did he mean by that? Well, what he said is that we've got such an incredible basic science enterprise. We have a well-developed clinical enterprise. And by the way, they share the same campus, which is a great plus. And now we have resources that we might not otherwise have had. You put those three factors together, and he can dream about the things that he wants to do in science. He, he wants to be able to cure a particular disease or two. He, he's come to a place where he can, 
you know, interact with the basic scientists. You know, he was just talking about the fervor of walking into basic scientists' offices to introduce himself, and they're all saying, wow, this is really great. Can I do this? Can I do that? Yeah. The ingredients. Oh, my goodness. One of the other faculty members said she was recruited by, I can't tell you how many institutions, by lots of them. Lots of names that you Lots probably, of names. You name it. Know. You name it. She was recruited there. And she told the story of a search committee chair from one of those prestigious institutions who called in a way to berate her. You know, how could you possibly, you know, not come to our place to go to UMass Chan? And, and she just said, you just don't understand what's going on there. And for what she wants to do in her science, and she, this is a basic scientist who's, and one of, one of the comments the person made, well, I can understand if you had turned us down for that institution. And she said, well, I turned that institution down. Oh, too. my goodness. Yeah, so it's quite a moment, quite a moment. So that kind of leads us into this conversation about the, the steel skeleton that we have out on the campus quad. Uh, there's a new research and education building that's sort of climbing out of the ground. And recently, the final steel beam was placed atop that building. First of all, what will happen in that building? What, how does that change the landscape of, of our science and education? You know, it's a, uh, uh, the Board of Trustees and the President had some pretty good vision on this. And their view was, we, we talked to them about the following. We, we know in medicine that there are around 7,000 what would be called rare diseases. By that we mean a, um, a disease where perhaps a single gene is defective or a single gene produces a toxic substance that causes the cell to produce a toxic substance. And our scientists now are working, A, to discover which gene is defective and then to find a way that we can deliver uh, correct genetic material to the cell. What we're going to create in that building, hopefully, are the sparks where we can take full advantage of the, of the collaboration and collegiality among the clinical and basic sciences around rare diseases. So our gene therapy colleagues will go in there. Uh, molecular medicine, one of our most established and well-known departments, is, is moving down. Our neurobiology, neurosurgery, and neurology, so our sort of all of our neuroscience research will go in there. And we are creating a building, and in that building, look at, buildings are buildings, and it'll be beautiful, and it's going to look nice on the campus, and all that's great, but what will happen in there is the magic of 77 investigators working together with the rest of the scientific community here to try to change the course of history of disease, to try to take a single gene defect and to cure that disease. And the fact that you have a new building allows us to, talked a little bit a while ago about having a scientist dream again. We're, we're talking to folks who are at places where there isn't enough space or there isn't this kind of a vision that we need new things, and it allows us to recruit them here. And so in that, in that structure now, we're going to have uh, 55 new investigators, 22 established investigators. Um, you know, we have just zero lab space here on the campus right now. It is just like jam-packed. I saw a study recently that shows that every square foot of space is either occupied or committed. Mm -hmm. And our opportunity now is, is so great that we build. And, and again, we're building at a time where fewer people were building buildings. We were able to get the bids all in. It's on time, it's on budget, you know. Well, the green light was given at the height of the pandemic, and, and, right? And I have to tell you, 
going down to the board and to the president at that time, you know, people were like, geez, you know, is this thing ever going to get over? And we know there were issues on the undergraduate campuses, but they understood the potential and ambitious nature of this campus, and they were able to make a commitment right there. And we were able to borrow the money in the in the 3% range as opposed to, you know, much higher now. You know, just once again, and we get the great workers that just been so incredible to watch the folks put, you know, put that steel come right up out of the ground. Now it's all, it's all framed, and they're telling me that by December, the outside will be all covered up, so it'll be weather tight by the winter so that we can then get to work on getting it open. Well, that's something else that's really going to transform the campus. Um, and, and this enthusiasm isn't just you know, in the students and in the faculty, it's also in our staff. And, and you know, I think it's worth pointing out that you know, just this week, UMass Chan was uh, named by Forbes magazine as one of the best employers in the state. That's kind of nice. It's better than kind of <laughs> nice. I think it's an enormous credit to our employees. Yeah. Think about this. You know, think about how many people were able to go home, you know, during the pandemic and work from home and all that sort mm -hmm. of stuff, right? For many of our folks, or particularly our staff, that just wasn't possible. You know, the power plant doesn't run. Mm -hmm. The water doesn't go to the buildings. You know, the heat and light, all those sorts of things. That, that requires people. And our staff are so incredibly committed. You know, there's a great visual on commencement day when all our folks who work in environmental services line the commencement route because they feel just as responsible as anyone else on the campus for the success of our graduates. And I think it's a, you know, this is a big city here when you think about it. And these are enormous, you know, millions of square foot of buildings. And in complex, we need everything from, you know, firefighters to boiler operators to, to folks who can take pictures and to IT, you know, to all a, of it. a computer, yeah. you know, they, 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 every bit of it, and, and COVID testing site oh, that kept goodness. everybody and safe. The fact that we could have everybody just, you know, go up to the gym at Worcester State and give folks in our community vaccines, just it, it uh, and it doesn't surprise me that external agencies are now recognized. I've I've said for years, you know, if you're driving down Route Nine heading towards Boston and you're from the local communities and you look to the left. You must say, it must be great to work there. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact now that we get this national recognition is, is further testimony to the fact that this is a terrific place to work. And I'm so grateful that the staff at every level um, is, is so committed, and, and I'm delighted that they've now been recognized with this. Uh, There's a lot of momentum. Oh, a lot of momentum. A lot of momentum. <laughs> Chancellor Collins, best of luck as a new academic year gets underway. And thank you, as always, for your time. Always great to be together. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the voices of UMass Chan. I'm Jennifer Berryman, Vice Chancellor for Communications here at UMass Chan Medical School. Follow us at UMass Chan on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. On YouTube, find us at UMass Chan Medical School.